What we do here is go back, 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 back. We're back. It's the fifteenth. It's the fifteenth. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to my second daughter. Oh, amazing! Fifteenth uh, is her birthday. She wants to be recognized in no way whatsoever. Okay, good. In no way should no one should sing the song to her. Perfect. No one should take a picture. It's like the most difficult. It's, it's just so difficult. What do you? It's, I mean, she just does not like to be the center of attention. She sees Un- what it's like for me, and she doesn't like it. She doesn't want uh, any of this. Unlike her dad, who is Ali Hassan, who you're hearing speak, who it, the more attention he can get in a day, the happier he is. Yeah, and uh, her uncle, Uncle Marco Timpano, who you're yeah. listening to, uh, also likes his fair share of attention. Uh, he he hates when he's just talking to one person, right? That's a waste of his time. He needs sure. seven or eight around him so he can be like, everybody come here. Listen, I got things to say. Ali wears a clap meter around his neck. Like, remember Johnny Carson they, or those shows where they show how, how the audience claps yeah, uh, yeah. to keep his energy go, going all Marco, day. Marco likes to remind people that he's 83 years old with uh, references to Johnny Carson and clap meters. What the Why do we start with a roast today? Where it's the big, <laughs> Summer is in full form. We are... Um, we're enjoying our lives. We're here uh, today to hopefully not bring you down too much. That is no, not no. the goal. We want to bring you down. Today is it's it's a couple of things. It's it's partly like a, a, a almost like a book review, very small yeah. like book review, but it's also a conversation about something that I think is becoming increasingly important sure. in society. And and you know we. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of the shows we were listening to uh, in a moment that, that the two podcasts that Marco and I listened to. But in one of these podcasts, a woman who was running a nursery um, noticed that one of the children in the nursery, in the daycare. I yeah, the daycare. Say, not, not She wasn't growing plants. She was growing plants. And she was like, I thought these were children. This woman had eaten a lot of magic mushrooms and she was out of her mind. No, she, yeah, they call it a nursery in the UK. It was in the That's UK. Right. It's a daycare. She noticed one kid crashes, you know, before noon, really crashes. And then they said, what do you give this kid to, to for, for breakfast? They asked the parents and the parents were like, well, he picks a donut that he really likes. And then he picks some other like, yeah. you know, obscenely sweet thing. I can't Every morning on the way to Day school, yeah. they stop and, the, and he gets a donut and a lollipop or something sweet. I mean, I think we can all agree that that kid from, from a certain perspective, he's living the best life. Breakfast the champions, if you ask me. <laughs> but that's why nobody asks you because they're worried about what you might say. Um, but she said when they, when they brought it up with the parents, the parents had no idea that that type of processed food and that much sugar first thing in the morning would be harmful to their child. Had they known they would not have done that. So this is in a way just bringing up this stuff for conversation, you know, as we, uh, as we get to a place where food is both uh, a joy and for some people, um, for almost all of us at some level, it's become more and more problematic if we don't eat a certain way. So anyway, it's a party. It's, it's a, a party. party. We're having a good time. Listen, you're <laughs> listening to this podcast is delicious. And, uh, listen, I just figured I'd say it in the middle of our show. Cause we didn't say it off the top <laughs> five <laughs> minutes in. I love it. This is great. And today we're going to be talking about UPF. Yeah which is not what you use to adjust your antenna on your oh television boy, set oh anymore, boy. in case you want any old old references. Johnny Carson wasn't enough. Keep nope. them coming. Nope. I, I got to just keep regressing <laughs> until I get to Jack Callens. Uh, you know. Yeah, until you're horse and buggying your way yep, into yep. the studio. Back day. in vaudeville, we used to have this bit where 
you know. Don't go too far, man. It gets it gets pretty racist pretty quick, Marco. Oh, you know shit. how you get around racism. <laughs> Don't you know even how say. you get. You know how you get. You get very uncomfortable. <laughs> you're in a, next thing you know, you're in a minstrel show. So just be careful. Stop. He, can't, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. You're killing me. You always make me sound like the <laughs> no, most I'm horrible saying, person. Be careful. I'm just I'm saying not, be careful. Okay, okay, okay. I won't go. But I won't go back too far. Yeah, <laughs> too far. Okay, but UPF stands for ultra processed food. UPF. Yeah. And and also the other thing we're talking about is UPP, uh, which oh. is uh, yeah, which is not related to OPP. It's uh it's it's actually a book uh, by by a scientist named Chris Van Teliken. I believe he's a professor and a uh, and a scientist. Chris Van Teliken is a British guy uh, who wrote a book called Ultra Processed People why we can't stop eating food that isn't food. So um, this is the interview that I heard with him on The Current on CBC was what really prompted me to sort of talk about this more with family and friends. And I thought we should really be talking about this idea of ultra processed food and and, and how we are becoming different people as a result of it. And, and he did something. He is a scientist at his heart. So at his very core, I should say. Sure, so sure. he treated his body like a science lab too. And so for for 30 days, he ate uh, nothing but ultra-processed food. And he said that might sound extreme, but actually uh, 20% of the populations in the U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., yes. 20% of people will be on a diet that is over 80% ultra-processed food. And if you're wondering exactly what ultra-processed yeah. food is. You should refer- be if you're not. Yeah, if you're if you're wondering what it is, that's pro- probably indi- indicates you you have a great diet, you eat great food. But if you're like, oh yeah, I know what that is, um, you know, maybe there's a problem. But for anyone who's not sure, it refers to products and food that undergoes extensive industrial processing. Uh, often con- contains additives, preservatives, and artificial ingredients. These foods are typically high in refined carbohydrates, unhealthy fats, added sugars, sodium, of course. Um, and they're done that way with the sodium and the sugar to make them uh, hyper palatable with uh, with these combinations and of sugar, salt, and fat, and it makes them ad- addictive. But that gentleman you were talking about had a really great way of describing. Fantastic! What, I'm glad yeah. you're going to bring that up. Yeah, 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 I really like that. Yeah, he, he well, said that um, if you can't make something in your own home, if the average kitchen does not have the ingredients to make something, it is more than likely ultra processed. Food. Yeah. And I really like that because processed food, I mean, you know, cheese is processed, you know, the milk is processed. They they go through a process sugar is processed. It goes through um a actual process to become sure. what it is before. But ultra processed is the stuff that isn't really food. It's not what yeah. your parents ate, it's not what your grandparents ate. And so, you know, these things like xanthan gum and guar gum and as he said sometimes they're like they play an important role in the food and binding, but often, more than often, it's like it's a it's a non food item added to sure. your food to make your food closer to some. You know, as as one of his colleagues has said, stop calling it food. It's not food. Don't call it ultra processed food. The word food is a misnomer. It's an edible substance or a barely right. edible substance. And so he was like, that was a huge buzz buzzkill of a conversation. But uh, all that to say. With very few exceptions, all of us are eating some level of ultra-processed yeah. food. We're it's doing like, it. We're probably loving it. 
but it's what like, it's doing to us is, is is it's a huge cost. Yeah, it's it's like soiling green, but instead of being made out of humans, it's made out of all this bad stuff, right? Soiling greens as humans is another reference from a long, long time ago. So yeah. when Marco said he was going to bring up old references, he was not joking. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to ride that train. Right. Uh, uh, you know, and and you know when we say they're unhealthy. A lot of this UPF food has been uh, linked with things like the risk of obes- obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and certain types of cancer. So, you know, it's no laughing matter, but uh, this food is found everywhere, especially in North America. I ask you, Ali, how many UPF foods did you have today? And it's one thirty when we record this. Today, I had an egg and potato omelet, so I'm okay. happy about that. We had Good. a bread. You know the bread that comes in this... Uh, sealed bag and it's very, it's a rectangle and it's wonder bread, very brown. No, my friend, it is, uh, it's Ezekiel. a rectangle brown. Eze- it's, it's like Ezekiel, but okay. it's like rye or sunflower rye sure, or sure. this one was called fitness bread. Okay. Which if you took a look at me, you'd be like, what business does that have in your house? You need but to anyway, eat more. You need to eat more of that fitness bread. I need bread. to keep eating this fitness bread. Um, but it is uh, pretty dense. Okay. You eat one slice of it only. It's very sort of brown. And it's one of the healthier breads. Sure. I notice that my shins don't light up with eczema when I eat this bread. So okay. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And then I came home and I did shove a, a bunch of things in my mouth that were uh, – chocolate and snacks sure. and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And also, you know, like these nuts, you know, you get cashews and you're like, oh, cashews are healthy. Yeah. But then you look and it's like vegetable oil is one of the ingredients of the cashews. Why? Why do we need to do yeah. that? You know, it's uh, for me, if I, if I really thinking about it, I get raw cashews, I can toast them myself and add some uh, spices to it that I really enjoy and that I can control. And you can do that all without, uh, without toasting. But that's just a that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's much more to talk about things you can do with your food. So you've eaten pretty healthy today. Like you haven't really had very many. The day is young, my friend. Okay, the day okay. is young. But yes, some days are good. Some days are. And you know what? To this day, and I, I have not done it uh, for any. I don't think I've ever done it longer than a week. Yeah. But I still believe that a food journal or a food diary is one of yes. the best things you can do because many of us. We lie to ourselves about of what course. we're eating. You know, my 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 buddy is visiting from uh, from from the Middle East. He's at his sister's house, and his sister was apologetic to her younger brother. She's like, "Listen, we're basically a salad family." I made him repeat it to me after he told me what they had okay. for dinner. But she goes, "I'm basically we're basically a salad family now." Anyway, they proceed to eat dinner. Uh, the first helping of food they had had about. I don't know, a fifth of the plate had salad in it. And then there was like rice and chicken curry. Sure, and sure. Other things. And then the second helping of food had no salad in it. I mean, that's, I mean, at that point you're insulting salad. You're insulting right, family. Right. You're like, how are you a salad fan? Right. So these are the lies we tell ourselves. Sure. And, and a diary is one of the greatest ways to keep a sort of check on yourself yeah. because sometimes you need to lie to yourself because otherwise you'll stop and go, what am I doing? It's like yeah. you'll just have like a, a mini breakdown in your mind. And we all, we all go through that. There's no doubt about it, but Huge. if you want to really keep a check on yourself, a food diary helps keep you honest. And I bet you, if I gave you what I had today, if I told you what I had today, if it was later in the day, let's say, mm-hmm. 
Uh, you give me half an hour and they'd be like, oh, I forgot. I also had right, this thing. Right, right. Oh, geez. What? You know what? I also actually, I shoved a granola bar in my mouth because I found it in the center console in my car. Oh, you know what? There was actually some cookies out at uh, at, at work and I did have one of those, right? These kind of things. Sure. This, this mindless, absent-minded eating is uh, is probably the thing that really takes a toll on your diet more than anything, I, I imagine. hundred percent. I mean, I... I started my day nice. I made myself um, some wonderfully uh, scrambled eggs with a bit of thyme from my backyard that I'm growing, a little bit of malden salt, fantastic, a a homemade coffee, Um, really enjoyed it. And then, you know, around noon-ish, when I was starting to feel a little crashy, popped open a bottle of Coke, Coke Mm. Zero, thinking that it's good for me, but one of the things that I discovered listening to that podcast was how they were saying with regards to soft drinks, because of the phosphorus that's in the soft drink, it allows you to insert even more sugar. More sugar is in a pop drink or soda or, or soft drink. Then you can fit that same amount of sugar in a tea. Oh, it's it, what he was saying also was that it's inconceivable yeah. that you would ever put, try to even put that amount in a tea or a coffee. Right. You just couldn't, but right. the phosphor, phosphoric acid and the you know, artificial colors and all the, they work together to allow this sugar to, uh, be part of the drink. And now it's sort of been normalized. We're having like, but, but really if we had that much sugar in front of us, we would never. We would never consume it. We wouldn't even think that we actually yeah. consume that much. So it's it's about this hidden stuff. And that's what I mean by a food diary. We're hiding stuff from ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're working against ourselves. And then also, obviously, these companies. And he also does not um, blame these companies in a way. He goes, right. they're doing what they're supposed to. They are making money for their shareholders. Right. That's their job. That's right. their mandate. But along the way, we are kind of getting caught up in this uh, basically health crisis. And, you know, as you know, I I host another podcast called Doctor Versus Comedian. And, you know, I love my my buddy Asif, my co-host. Sure. But but damn me. You're the only one. Uh, damn me. I'm, it's just me. It's just me. Uh, you know, I'll be damned if he has any answer to any question about any disease other than we don't know. Right. Why is there more asthma? We don't, why are there more allergies? Right. We don't know. I mean, right. look, we eat three times a day minimum. It's yeah. probably the food. It's probably, it's the probably the food. Let's just take a second and read it. And, and if you think that, no, if it was the food, we'd know about it. Well, no, because as this, uh, Van Telleken says, the companies that create all this food, there's like f- between four and eight, and they have the yeah. same amount of uh, profits as the you know GDP of a of a European country, a, a small, small European country. country. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, right. And so they also have a lot of power that comes with that money. So they fund the research, they do sure. the lobbying, they direct certain things, they do the advertising. So you know, they it's it's basically a classic misdirect. You know, they and 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 kind of like a gaslighting at the same time. They, they're the ones who make you unhealthy, and then. Yeah, let's go find out why you're unhealthy. Yeah. This is crazy. And they start when you're young, when you're yes. getting off, you know, you're weaning and they're giving you these little Rice Krispie type treats to like, you know, your first bites and whatnot. And yeah. bringing it back to that story you told off the top with the child who is getting the donut. And then the the nursery or daycare teacher said to the parents, what is this child eating? Because 
after about an hour and a half, the kid crashes and is a nightmare here in, in the daycare. And they said, well, we get him a donut and a lollipop. And like That's what that. we, I literally just talked about that. You know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if we, I don't know if we brought it to its fruition and what was okay. going on. I think I, I was think worried gonna... that you were getting Alzheimer's no. in front of me as no. we were speaking. And I was like, oh, I've never seen somebody get a disease before my eyes. But no, no. I, I write notes while we're talking. I understand. It, but I, you I, I just said the word donut and the word I, crash I, and yeah, the yeah. word daycare. And you know, that. but, we, but we, we did. Yes, 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 sir. Yes. Just cause I use a chisel and a tablet to write my notes. Listen, I, here's my thing. All right. I even wrote this. Asif is fantastic on Dr. Versus Comedian. You kind of said that he d- doesn't come up with answer. I've learned so much listening to that podcast yeah, from him, strong. not from you, from him, not from you. What are you going to learn from me? Yeah. What are you going to learn much, from me? But, but, but that's just to say, like, you know, this is happening to kids, children, you know, uh, what, one of the things that I, I heard in that podcast was, you know, kids have a, a, a propensity towards sweet, uh, in every culture in the world, sure. children do, uh, bitter, bitter does not factor into a young infant's a, a palate. They just can't stand it across the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it has to do with, you know, a lot of poisons or plants that are poisonous have bitter taste to them. So it's kind of a, a, a protective that, mechanism that we right. have as human beings. Yeah. And these companies lean on that. The fact that sugar is what kids gravitate towards and they make hyper sugary cereals, soft drinks, of course, uh, snack foods, fast food, all that stuff is right. uh, UPF. Okay. So we've given you a lay of the land. We don't want yeah. to sound like we're sitting here with the tinfoil hats on and saying, you know, and the companies, they're the ones, it, it's nothing like that at all. Sure. It's a very interesting interview that I heard on The Current on CBC with this guy, Chris Van Tulliken. Ultra Processed People is a book that I probably will buy. I'm very, very uh, interested in it. So I just wanted to, we wanted to start off the show with that in mind. And the other podcast we listened to was on um, the BBC. BBC. It's called The Food Program. And the most recent episode was about um, kids' diets and do they need different diets as kids. And uh, both of these are eye-opening. And and you don't have to have kids for it to be eye-opening. You just have to be a human being eating food in society. And, and, uh, I think it's very, very compelling stuff. So when Ali reads a book like that, he guilts me into feeling like I have to change my diet. So I'm not looking forward to Ali getting this book from the library and reading yeah, yeah. it because he's going to give me all this information. <laughs> and then I drive away. I drive away from Marco's feeling good about myself and I reward myself with a roast beef sandwich. So it's not the best way to live a life, sure. but, but what? Hey, it's a living. You know what I mean? But we give you all that to, 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 to we, we, hey, we're not all problems. We're also no, no, solution oriented. Solutions, man. Solutions. solutions. You give us problems. We give you solutions. The solutions we're talking about, they're, they're small ones, but I think, you know, what the suggestion is, is the more you, and, and to this guy's credit, Chris Van Tullican said, listen, we had beans on toast the other night. We had fish fingers. Like it happens from time to time. But the idea is to try to lower as much as you can. Yeah. And when we say that, both Marco and I are hyper aware that people's money and people's time are their own. And we cannot impose anything on your schedule or your your finances and your budget. Like you have what you have and this is not possible for everybody. But for those of you looking for easy fixes, if this is something you can fit in your budget and your schedule, we give it to you in, in that spirit. Like maybe this is a way to cut out just a few extra sure. bullshit ingredients that really yeah. shouldn't be in the human body. Here's a couple of tips, Ali. 
I'm going to hold an envelope to my head like the great Karnak on Johnny Carson and give you a couple of... I don't even know if he was called the Karnak, but anyway, that's fine. It's been a long time. I think he was. I think he was. Yeah. Well, look it up while I tell you. I got got four tips, all right? And what's funny is when I got these tips, I was kind of like... Damn, like if I say them on the podcast, I also have to credit Ali because I know you do a lot of these things because you've told me you do these things and and both on air and off. Uh, try to cook and prepare your meals at home. And that's even like, you know, if you go to work and you bring a lunch rather than go and get fast food, you know, try to at least bring some fresh fruit or vegetables in a bag with you to sort of complement the fast food you might be purchasing. So that's one way to inject some uh, some food to offset the, uh, you know, ultra processed foods. Um, this is something else you do, Ali, that I respect is read the food labels. When you start looking at food labels with the intention of like, I'm going to try to get things that don't have too much that I can't pronounce or I've never seen before. You tend to put things down in the grocery store. You tend not to, to purchase those ones and you try to look for alternatives. Sure. And just so nobody puts me on a pedestal, Marco, my, you know, I've also told you that and we buy chips, but what we do is we buy regular chips, right? So oh, yeah. it's still chips. Yeah. We are no heroes. We are still eating potato chips, but the ingredients are potato, salt, vegetable oil. It's not great, but it's not as bad as, as delicious as they are ketchup chips or Doritos or Frito, you know, the, the Ringolos, whatever the sure. stuff is that everybody loves. This is still... It's crunchy, it's salty, it's a you feel like you're having a bad snack, but you are sparing yourself from many, many ingredients that you could not possibly create. Uh, you know, a product that you could not create in right. your own home. Here's something we did recently. Here's another tip, and it would prove to be very fruitful, far, par, pardon the pun, but shop the perimeter of the grocery store. It typically contains the fresh produce, the meat, the dairies, and the whole foods. Uh, Try to limit yourself in the central aisles where most of the processed and packaged foods Mm. are located, right? And we did that recently just out of like, we didn't have much time. So we're like, we're just going to go around the grocery store and we spent less and got more healthy foods. I like it. And the last thing I would say, or that I have written here is embrace whole foods, incorporate them as much as you can in your diet. Uh, Like I said, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and lean proteins. That's great. Yeah. I have, uh, I have some suggestions, uh, easy suggestions, and some of you may be putting them into practice. They're that easy. Some of you may have thought about it, but have not put it into practice, but I think these are these are just a few ways of um, of getting less processed stuff in your system. So number one, and I've talked about this before, Marco, but I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop talking about this uh, until um, until you know companies have to close down their salad dressing lines at the at the at the old yes. salad dressing plant until <laughs> the salad dressing plants of the world, the factories close down. I will not be satisfied. I've been singing this from the rooftops for 10 years. Listen, good quality olive oil or even a medium quality olive oil, fresh lemon, apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And and that's it. I mean, between those three, you only really need two. Now let's say you want more flavor than that. That's great. That's just a base. One of my favorite salad dressings, olive oil, yeah. Lemon juice. Yeah. Okay. 50%, 50%, right? One to one ratio. Mm-hmm. A garlic clove smashed, right? Mashed to basically a puree. Yeah. 
a, 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 a small amount, like a half teaspoon or a quarter teaspoon of Dijon mustard. Yes. And that's it. A little bit of salt. If you want it to, let's say you have some blueberries in your salad or something sweet, sometimes, or, or like strawberry slices. Sometimes it's nice to put a little bit of maple syrup in the dressing, sure. sweeten the dressing. Honey, but again, yeah. yeah. What are the ingredients of maple syrup and honey? They are maple syrup and honey. And honey. Right? Yep. This is the key. So now you look at everything and you're like, oh, I know exactly. Olive oil has olive oil in it. My salt had salt in it. You look at these salad dressings. It is this nightmarish concoction of like, you could not recreate any of those things. The problem, of course, is people are like, I need my ranch dressing. The problem is, the problem is this, and it drives me crazy. And I I think I have to compliment my wife because she really knows her way around the salad, right? So me growing up, our salad dressing was olive oil and vinegar and a fuck you for my parents. That's what you got in the salad, all right? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. not <laughs> wow. It's a good life. Maybe not it's so harsh like that. But here's the thing. It's the, the dressing is not the salad. The salad is the dressing. So maybe let's look at the salad. Are you just putting lettuce leaves and then making your dressing do all the work? Or are you adding, like you said, blueberries, perhaps some uh, orange slices, nuts, seeds. Nuts is great. Some walnuts all, for protein. Add, you know, you, great. Yeah. you could add fish to it. Like some open up a can of tuna, add that in, incorporate some proteins, make the salad. The star and the compliment is the dressing, especially if you want to be a salad person or a salad family, like your friends who eat salad just a little bit on the side. Yeah, exactly. Um, And when you go to like a good quality restaurant, you notice how that – the dressing is just licking the leaves. It's barely like you look at your bowl and there's no salad dressing residue. Yeah. Uh, not residue, but like there's no puddle of salad dressing at the bottom, yep. right? It's just tossed in there, which speaks to exactly what you're talking about. Mm. It's a light coating to complement what you already have going on. Sure. So I will admit that for some people that would take time. If sure. you're used to Thousand Island dressing, yeah. squirt it in by the tablespoon, and now you have to like cut that back, cut that back. Listen, I'll tell you, I used to put sugar in my tea. I used to put sugar in my cereal. And somewhere in my early 20s, I just got a little bit scared of the diabetes that was rampant in our family. Right. And uh, good thing, because I get enough sugar with the beer and pizza and other garbage right, that right. I eat. But, but it took a little while. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can actually taste the sweetness of this tea on its own without sugar in it. And the same thing goes for cereal. For God's sake, cereal was the last thing that needed sugar. Cereal's second ingredient. Anyway, yeah, we will get to cereal. Um, second thing, this is, again, very, very simple in my mind. Yeah. I will not stop until flavored yogurt has has uh, has shut all its doors. The factory closes down in the flavored okay. yogurt uh, companies. There's just no need. There's just mm-hmm. no need. And flavored yogurt is one that um, uh, Chris Van Teliken brings up. Oh, man. It, you, that's the one with the guar gum and the xanthan coming up because you're buying low fat yogurt, but then you have to put additives in to give it the same texture as a full fat yogurt. People want the low fat lifestyle. We all do at some level, yeah. but it comes at a huge cost because certain things that shouldn't be low fat are turned into low fat with the use of other chemicals. So flavored yogurt, get that out of your life. Get good quality I, I, yogurt. If you I can. just got a Costco big, you know, flat of it in my fridge and I love it. That's Buddy, my what flavor problem. did you get? What flavor did you get? 
Well, we get the we get the you know the fruits, the vanilla, the the lemon lime flavor, the cherry, you know, all those ones. Yeah, all the tasty. I ones. just feel like, and normally I'd be more insulting, but if you had like frozen blueberries in You're your right. freezer, you can make a compote with the blueberries and add those. You yeah. put fresh peaches in. Basically, the things you just talked about with the salad: walnuts go in, chia seeds, hemp seeds, sliced banana, a quality yeah. thing, and you know what's going in there. So I'm sorry that you got a big fat tub. My timing's obviously not great. Right. Marco's rubbing his skull right now. I didn't mean to yeah. make you feel horrible, but I just think it's very easy to buy yogurt and and flavor it. And it's also like a little bit of a challenge. It's like a great thing to be like, hey, how am I going to make this good for me? And also when you have non-flavored yogurt, you can also be making tzatziki. You could be making yeah. raita. It's, there's a little bit of flexibility. What bothers there. me is you're right. That's the pr- thing that bothers me more. I'm that sorry. You're right. I, didn't, I didn't. I was hoping not to be today. I didn't, okay. didn't want to make you feel like And this. I love plain yogurt with a bit of honey. To yeah. me, that's, that's fantastic. That's, so that's the ultimate. I know. Yeah. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. I would like to see a video of you punting your yogurt into the street and yelling never again. If that's (laughs) something you can send us, that would be fantastic. Uh, The other thing I got to talk about is, uh, is cereal. You know, this is something for a really long time. I've just seen second ingredient sugar, second ingredient sugar, high fructose corn syrup, something you absolutely should be avoiding. And this is, you know, I've told you this too. My wife and I don't fight often, but sometimes she's like, well, it was on sale. And I'm like, but what if it was free now for free? Should we be putting things in our kids? I'm especially anti-cereal because it's the first thing you're putting in your system. You have gone 14 plus hours, potentially in the case of our kids with nothing. You have not drank water. You have not had anything. Your body would be craving good food. And the better the food, the better the impact on your body. Because if you've ever had just a bowl of fruit in the morning, the way that sustains you and keeps you alert, I mean, it's fantastic. And we're going in the exact opposite directions, all kinds of garbage in a a morning breakfast cereal. So my suggestion there is, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say they don't even put prizes in the cereal anymore. Like back no, in the day, those are the good days. Those are the good days. Um, my my suggestion is to look at ways, and there's tons of how to make your own granola. Okay, uh, and and granola, you know, depending on where you grew up, who you grew up with. I'm from Quebec. Granola was like a dirty word. It's how you described hippies. You know these granolas. Right. They, sure. Blah, blah, blah. Forget that word. Forget that world. Okay. Granola yeah. is something you can make, sort of like this. Um, like a master granola. You know how you have a master sauce? Like I was saying, sure. you have you, you have uh, your lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and olive oil, that kind of thing. Yeah. You do the same thing with granola. Now it's, okay. it's packed away and you can add that to yogurt. Okay. You can add that sure. to um, whatever, some other, you can, you can, you can make granola bars with it, right? You add a little bit of syrup to it. You flatten it out. You can make granola bars. And of course you can make cereal and every day today in the cereal, I also want banana. Okay. So you cut up some banana in there today in my granola. I'm also going to add cranberry seeds. Right. Uh, I'm going to add whatever um, dried uh, peaches or apricots, this kind of stuff. But I really would recommend and, 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 and 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 you should recommend it to me so that my wife and I stop having uh, fights Arguments. about this. But, sure. Um, 
there's just so many good quality oats and and stuff that you can make a granola with. I, it's like an endless amount of recipes are out there. Homemade granola, that's all you have to look up. And I think that's such a good, you get a tin of it and that's what your kids reach for. That's what you reach for versus a cereal. That's, um, I, I think it's just such an easy way to, 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 to stay healthy. Listen, tell your wife, not everything has to be magically delicious, man. It could just be naturally delicious, right? But, uh, <laughs> she's used to me, you know what I mean? And, uh, this delicious hunk of, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. So <laughs> it, it, it felt disgusting as soon as I started talking. So those are the few things that I definitely, I think are, are easy enough to do. I got two others. Yeah. Give it to us. Give it to us like a ripping off a bandaid. You know, this is kill some dreams, kill (laughs) our listeners dreams with the last two. This is a big struggle for, uh, for a lot of families. You get the pizza and then every place makes a lot of money, high margin on those side dips. Yes. Oh, that is your ticket to ill health. I mean, cause that is where you always have high fructose corn syrup. You always have ranch dip does not exist in, there's no, like it's all garbage that goes into these, you know, blue cheese and all that have blue cheese. It's fantastic. If you're eating pizza that requires a dipping sauce, you're not eating pizza. You're eating garbage. I've said this a million times. I don't know. My wife likes to get those things. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Well, for the crust, you don't need it. You don't need to put your crust in a dipping sauce. Right. And if somebody needs it, like your wife, sounds like she, I've really upset Marco. If they do, this is where you can make your own hummus. You can make your own dips at home. And these are like great. If you have people coming over, look, people are going to eat what's in front of them, whether it's your own family, whether it's people who come over. If you have carrots and celery and zucchini and peppers and you make this white dip, people are going to be like, what is this? You get a can of white beans, navy beans or Tuscan beans, you get white beans, garlic, uh, some chili flakes, some salt, some cumin and lemon juice. And you blend that and you're off to the races. You can make your own hummus. You can, you know, making your own hummus does take some effort, but it's really not as much as you think. It's a lot of a way, you know, what do you want to call passive effort? Meaning that you're soaking beans overnight. What, What does that do? That does nothing. It takes no time right? You're boiling beans for a couple of hours. So what? You can just have that going in the background while you're doing other things. And then you have these beans that you can do whatever you want with, and you can make a different types of hummus and different flavor, a spicier one, a less spicier one, one with more herbs, less herbs. And if you want to go with canned, that's great. That's still a better option. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's some sodium concerns with, with beans. Forget it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about sure. ultra processed anyway. And and that's not a huge concern in this regard. It's so much better than these package dips. I am also the enemy of those package dips and, and actually, um, just to fully, fully prove what, what a fascist I am at the house. When those dips yeah. come, you know, we usually have some company, whatever, as sure. soon as company leaves, all those dips unopened into the garbage. Monster. And there's always somebody like, where did the dips go? I, go, I don't know. Sometimes I go, I don't uh, know. Or I go, you know exactly where they went. There you go. To hell. So that's my feeling about the dips. You got to plan ahead and, you know, cause people just get weak and I, it's also, there's an addictive thing there. Once you start dipping your yep. crust into these things, you never stop it. Well, I need it. You don't need any of it. As Mark You don't said, need it. Don't need it. You think you do. You've been trained to think you do. Just like, eat the pizza. Just eat the pizza. Just yeah. eat the pizza. Just eat the pizza. Okay. Yeah. 
Last and the last thing? thing. Okay, here we go. Guys, brace yourself. Hold on to your the arm of your chair like I'm doing. It's the it's the processed fish and processed chicken, chicken fingers, fish fingers, yeah. fish sticks, chicken sticks. I cannot tell you how easy it is to just have chicken thighs, mm-hmm. pound them out. And this is something you can do in like a, a, a you know, as as a couple, as a family. You have the chicken, okay, and you can season it. Then you have an egg wash, which is just a beaten egg. Yeah. You go from that, you get you go take the chicken from one bowl. You're dredging it in, in it. You dredge yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So, so you so actually actually the real way to do it. Okay. The best here we way go. to do it is flour. Flour. Then the egg mixture, and then a crispy crust. If that's what you're looking for, panko breadcrumbs panko. And, and those panko, you can also put a bunch of different dried spices in there and make it so much better than it normally would. And you can fry low, shallow fry that in your house. Are you frying? Yes, you are. Is it like okay, bread, flour? Is that no? We're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about look at all the ingredients in chicken fingers. Yeah, look at all the ingredients in fish fingers. It's garbage it doesn't take that long you know you put fish fingers and chicken fingers and chicken burgers you put them in a toaster oven for like 25 minutes i guarantee you you can have this done in less than 25 minutes so it's not a time thing it's not a time thing it's an effort thing the problem is it's sometimes a cost thing sure that's that's a part of the problem we don't want to shame people yeah no 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 well yes never mind shaming people i'm i'm shamed too i'm i'm attracted to sales and yeah I'm squeezed like anybody. We're so squeezed some weeks, some months where you're like, man, I guess I should take this. But you're just reminded like, oh, the people who created this product don't care about me. Yeah. They really don't care. No, they don't care. So that's, those are the ones that I have. And, you know, I also talked about this on the show, you know, back in the day, Baby food, you know, they're 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 making baby food like in these pouches and packets, yeah, and now they're yeah. fun. But again, there's like extra garbage in there. Yeah. And as soon as your child gets a, a squeeze of that packet, they want that packet. Yeah. So the I mean, from my perspective, this is what I did. It was like mushing bananas were easy. Steaming sweet potato and making that easy. Peas, green mushy green peas. That was it was pretty simple. It wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you find those things on sale, even when they're just frozen and you can buy the bags of frozen on sale, I think that's worth looking into for uh, for uh, little uh, little monsters. There you go. You have, uh, do you have some drink suggestions? I do. Okay. So as I said, I drink a lot of Coke. I drink too much Coke. That's my, pro- that's my, that's my. That's one of your problems. That's one of my big problems. Right. And, uh, so, you know, when I was looking into this topic for today, I was like, man, this really makes me want to wean myself off all the soft drinks I drink. And, and it's primarily Coke, Coke zero, thinking that Coke zero is going to be healthier alternative to regular Coke for me. So, you know, even I'm trying to rationalize my, my addiction to Coke. So I said, okay, let me, let me do some research for our listeners who are like, Marco, I, you know, I'm not pious like I, Ali, I'm more like you, you know, and uh, I can admit when I have something going on and I'm addicted to soft drinks. So here's some alternatives for you to keep in your fridge that are relatively easy to make. And maybe you can reach for this because I'm going to definitely try. So. 
Number one, you may have heard this. You may be a fan of golf. You may be a fan of this person, or you may not be. But I'm going to say the Arnold Palmer, which is lemonade, iced tea. Grab yourself some water. Doesn't have to be hot. Throw a couple of bags of orange pico in that tea and just let it sit on your counter. It will steep. Then go to your grocery stores. You can get you know those ugly fruit? Like I just bought a bag of ugly lemons. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Imperfect. Imperfect, right? Embrace Make yourself... the imperfections. Absolutely. Embrace it, man. Embrace it. And you can take, you know, a third of a cup or one part lemonade, three parts unsweetened iced tea, put them together. You got an Arnold Palmer. If you need a little bit of sugar, you can make syrups. With sugar and flavored things, listen to our back catalog. I talk about syrups all the time and how to make them. Yeah, your basil syrup is still one I go to pretty often. There's a if you look at our one of our uh, you know past episodes, Marco does a little slap, slaps the basil in his palm to sort yeah. of activate its flavor, and I yeah. always do that. And I think of you every single time that I do love it. it. I don't know. It feels like you do it in a different kind of way, but whatever. It's we'll angry. Just, it's it's, it's angry. Sure. Sure. And if you don't listen, what's nice about doing an Ar- Arnold Palmer or iced tea Ali is you can use different types of tea. So it doesn't have to just be a, a black tea and orange pico. You can use green teas. You can use, you know, herbal teas, flavored teas, all that stuff. And you can have cold tea on ice as your beverage. All right. That one doesn't speak to you. Not enough sugar. Here's what I'm drinking. I made it just before we started recording because I was like, I'm going to make it and give it a try. Just for our it. listeners, it is uh, borderline clear. It looks like a healthy yeah. person's urine. That's what yeah, it looks yeah. like. It does look like a healthy person's urine, but that's not what I'm drinking. I'm drinking <laughs> Thanks for maple. <laughs> I'm drinking maple, maple water. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Maple water. That's right. Water with maple syrup. Easy. Peasy, and I'm not talking about the Aunt Jemima or the fake maple no, syrup. Yeah, you got to get real saying. maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. Add one tablespoon of maple syrup to eight ounces of water. Give it a stir. You're going to get the health benefits from the maple syrup and the water. It's going to be sweet, so it's going to it's going to help you with the the sweet craving that you have from your soft drink. Maple water. I'm going to really try to work that one in. And then if you're someone like Ali who pretends to be fit. And you want to go to your sports drink, your Gatorade and and that. Here's an alternative to that, all right? Uh, Two cups of unsweetened coconut water. A third a cup of fresh lime juice. Two-thirds of a cup of water. Raw honey, just a tablespoon or teaspoon. And two pinches of salt. Himalayan, if you got it. Give it a little shake, put it in a blender. There you go. Okay, coconut water is hard to find where you are. That's fine. Use two cups of water. Add three three quarters of a cup of orange juice to that. Still with the with the with the um, salt. Still with the honey or maple syrup. However you like it. And it's a replacement for that Gatorade drink. That's all sugar and nastiness. Those are good. Those are good suggestions, man. Yeah. Gatorade is also you know. Watching my kids play sports, it's getting completely normalized that eight-year-olds yeah. are having Gatorade or having this other, um, there's Powerade. There's another one, too, that a couple of ding-dongs, uh, Logan Paul and his buddy, uh, I can't remember it, uh, Prime. Prime is this oh, okay. beverage that's like a huge thing with kids because a few YouTubers support oh, it. Oh, so, no. Okay. And they only release it like 
periodically. So the demand is up. So kids will pay 10 bucks for prime. So one of the dads, the kids will be like, can I have prime? He's like, how much is it right now? It's 10 bucks. No. How much oh is God. it right now? Three. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. These kids, these guys are mani- manipulating so the market and these kids. It's fantastic. You're ordering a Powerade drink to be mailed to you for 10 bucks? No, you're going into stores, but it's when it's in the stores, it's all based oh. on demand. Oh, this is terrible. It's yeah, it's it's one of the most fantastically hilarious and awful things I've seen. Um because they've created this insane demand for something that's really like there's no benefit to it. Oh man. Yeah. Oh wow, that's terrible. Yeah, sorry well, to sorry to break it to you. No, no, no. Listen, I'm glad yeah. to know it because you know, I'm still using my telegraph machine. Yes. So uh, you know SOS, send for an SOS. Uh, those are good suggestions. I like those energy drink yeah. suggestions, actually. That is that is great. Because Gatorade, you know, again, it's another thing that goes on sale. And yep. you're like, oh, maybe we should. The kids are in sports. And I'm planning to work out this week. And I went for a swim, even though all you sure. did was like sit in the pool. There was no real yeah. exercise. But I mean, I've earned a Gatorade. We tell us to ourselves tons of those lies, too. But I think a banana and one of those drinks probably uh, – does more for your body in terms of uh, replenishing lost electrolytes and all that kind of stuff than you. Uh, and if your kids are pa- are playing sports and soccer, you can prepare these sports replacement drink alternatives beforehand, bring it with you. And uh, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Love there that you Bob, go. Buddy. Love Listen, that Bob. Who doesn't, who doesn't my, my uncle is Roberto, but still that doesn't roll off the tongue as well as Bob is. Hey, your uncle. What's so, short for yeah. Roberto, Robbie, Robert, Robbie, Bob. Robbie, Bob, Bob. Bob is your uncle. Your actual okay. uncle okay. is a Bob. Roberto is my Zio, is what we'd say, but it doesn't work. Zio right? Bob. Yeah. He's Zio, Zio Bob. Bob. Zio Bob. Okay. You, you Italians, you can't even, you can't, you're just so. <laughs> how many Bobs do you family? have? How many in your Pakistani well, family? How they're, many? How? They're Bobber. They're, okay. Their full name is okay. Bobber, but okay, they okay. Bob. Okay. And okay. then also, uh, some people call their father Baba, and then Baba oh. becomes Bob. So their own dad. Bob's not your uncle. Right. Bob's your father. It's funny in t- in Tuscan dialect, Tuscan dialect, Babbo is how they say father. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There I don't you know go. where what it gives you, but it gives you something. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, pretty good That's episode. A, you know, thank you. we we missed an episode. We skipped one. Yeah. Uh, because of our own uh, insanities and uh, Ali was in Paris. Ali uh, was in Paris having a good old time. I, Baguettes. I, I, and... I would love to be in Paris. Don't <laughs> tell people lies. They'll be like, why don't why doesn't your stupid <laughs> podcast do a Paris episode? Because we have not been to Paris either of us in a very long time. Um, <laughs> but I think this is good, and I think yeah. um, ultra processed foods. You know, the the suggestion is that. People are uh, a little bit up in arms about this. Yeah. There's, there's an increasing outcry about this stuff. Uh, this particular author, uh, Van Teliken, was talking about how this cereal was released in, in England recently, and it's like full of chocolate. And there was an outcry. People were like, stop trying to tell us that this is part of a hello, vitamin enriched yeah. and increased yeah. fiber. Get out of here. You know this is not good. On the one hand, yeah. you is oatmeal, and then on the very opposite end of the spectrum, you're trying to tell us that that's also part of a healthy breakfast. So he said he was very encouraged by the outcry, which is part of the reason we wanted to do this episode because a lot mm-hmm. of people won't be thinking about this yet. Sure. But once you start thinking about it and seeing it, I think it'll be very valuable for the the choices we all make. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, friends. Tune in on the first of July. Our next episode. 
Canada Day, people. Canada Day. And for our American listeners, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It's called Canada Day. It's a thing. Yeah. We, uh, we, we typically have a good time. I mean, it's been a day that's enshrouded in, in some controversy, uh, as it should be. As it should be, I'll add, you know, but but I think it's also a day to uh, relax and enjoy ourselves as well as reflect a little bit. We are going to uh, focus on the enjoyment part yes. in the uh, in the food and drink world, and we'll we'll be back in uh, in two weeks with some. There of you go. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Till okay. then, my friends. Till then, until we eat and drink again. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. This podcast has been delicious. 